Hey, Jonathan, before we get started, I, I want to yeah. tell you about this movie that I saw this week, and uh, I really just want you to watch it, so I'll tell you just a little bit about it first to make sure uh, you're kind of interested. How's that sound? All right. All right, cool. So it's this movie called Citizen Kane. And let me start off by saying that they're looking to figure out what this word rosebud means. It turns out to be a sled, which I didn't really get, but otherwise the movie yeah. made sense. So this guy, his name's Citizen Kane, and he dies. Sorry, not a spoiler, promise. And mm -hmm. it goes back to through his life to figure out what it is that his last words were. Again, not a spoiler, promise. And then it turns out that you've ended up spoiling half the movie, and I've seen four out of five of the Steven Universe episodes on Tumblr before I even watched these. Hello and welcome to The Bits. I'm mad. The Bits! Deserves a Citizen Kane style applause. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Welcome to the Bits of Steven Universe podcast, everybody. I am the mayor of anything, also known as Sam. I am not Rebecca Sugar slash, uh, what you call it, Angry Occasionally Jonathan. That's his official title in the company, everybody. It is on his desk, on a plaque, <laughs> word for word verbatim. Jeez. It's on his business cards. It's pretty great. I'll start printing not Rebecca Sugar business cards. <laughs> not Rebecca Sugar occasionally angry. <laughs> Good gosh. Anyway, if this is your first time yeah. coming to the bits, episode 7, what a weird place to jump in. But we're happy to have you anyway. Indeed. We're just going to go through this uh, most recent Stephen Bomb. Yeah. Are they even Stephen Bombs they anymore? They kind of just call them like, hey... Block a new episode to Steven coming out now. Did you call it? You don't call them Steven bombs anymore. Well, anyway, we're going through this block of episodes. This week we are talking about now we're falling apart. What's your problem? The question. Made of honor and reunited. Yeah, yeah. The way this podcast usually works, guys. I take thorough notes while watching the episodes. I don't. And together we are two halves. Of one person that thinks they know what they're talking about and will probably be proven wrong. Does that mean I have to, like, quit the podcast for, like, episode and then become a cowboy? Why would you be a cowboy? <laughs> I, I really like that feature. <laughs> but we'll get there. We'll get there. Alright. Uh, before we start off... Uh, Earlier in the week, or last week, depending on when this goes up, we did something a little different. Cartoon Network put out a bingo bongo board. They didn't call it a yeah. bingo bongo board, but they put out a bingo board of potential things to go on in the next block of Steven Universe episodes. And Jonathan and I went and made our predictions. If you didn't watch that, that's a quick little 15-minute uh, video that you can watch. And uh, make your own predictions, even though you've already watched the episodes, hopefully. 
If you haven't, you're really watching Steven Universe wrong. But, you know what? Yeah. Teach their own. Uh, but we're going to be going through that list, making sure we hit all the boxes, see who was right, who got the most. And, Jonathan, I would like to put an impromptu wager on this with you. Uh, whoever gets the most okay. points wins. All right. All right. So, it's now a competition. Uh, if you want to see our guesses, they are either up on screen or the links are on the original video for uh, the Bits Steven Universe podcast, episode 6.5. Yeah. Now, one last thing before we get into it. We always like to read our comments that we have gotten from you lovelies out there in internet land. And this week, our comment comes from the mayor of anything that says, You really shouldn't promise a comments section of your video if you haven't got any comments. So thank you for that, mayor of anything. You sound like a stand-up fella. Gosh. Truly. (laughs) Without further ado, let's get into... The bits. The being it Oh. The bits! Jonathan, we're so unorganized. This podcast is falling apart. Jonathan, now we're only falling apart. Is the first episode of the Steven Universe new episodes to talk about this week. That was a nice segue. I'm really concerned about the progression of this podcast. <laughs> good gosh. But yeah, good episode. Did you call it such good episode? You should do a description. Well, we start off with good old Purple giving us a plot summary of what happened last time. Just in case we'd forgotten. Telling us all about Pink Diamond's big secret. Indeed. That she was secretly Ronaldo in disguise. (laughs) Then we could get rid of two characters at once. (laughs) So thanks for that plot summary, Purple. That's why you're the flat character. Indeed. And so, we got the the summary. And then, did you call it? She, She goes the ass, Garnet how she feels... And she kind of gets torn up about it. Before we get to that, though, we get a weird situation where uh, we find out that Pearl justifies not telling everybody by saying it was Pink Diamond's final command, and that struck me as weird. Hmm. Because that means Rose never asked her to do anything ever again. Like, she never said, hey, Pearl, pass me that microphone stand, we're about to play with Greg, or Steven never said, hey, Pearl, can you hand me the remote? Like, oh, yeah. Pearl never got it? a command from Pink Diamond again? Yes. Uh, it was the thi- thing of, uh, what'd you call it, they kind of went, o- went over when Paradise first appeared. Just like, she was able to break that, like, training of only being ordered around and stuff. I mean, if you say that breaking, that being ordered around is being traded for unrequented love and weird revenge against all her boyfriends, then yes. Yeah. 
Then Amethyst goes the extra mile and starts saying things like, Pink lions? What does all of this mean? And just kind of throws out some th fan theories and just really shows the fans that all the stuff that they've theorized was a complete waste of time. So thank you for that too, Purple. Listen to my rant in the last episode. Click the eye. Wonderful. So, Jonathan, you were saying, how does Garnet feel about Pink Diamond? She feels split up about it. Most importantly, Sapphire, because she's just like, I should have seen this coming because I can see the future. Yeah, well, you and, didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I'd feel more sympathetic if we didn't have, like, countless episodes of Garnet saying her future vision didn't work right and, like, not accounting for things she didn't know or didn't want to accept. Yeah. Like, we had that whole thing with Cat Steven about how she couldn't properly view the future because she wasn't accounting for Steven being more mature. Not accounting for your former boss being... A space dictator. I, th I think that counts as an oversight that you can justify. Indeed. that I'd say, if anything, why she couldn't see in her future sight is she didn't know she was Pink Diamond. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so... <laughs> but something that got me. I wrote out, geez, Sapphire, chill. Ha. Chill. Dumb pun. But... A bad ally does not lessen the love that you have found with this other person. Dishonest or not, that does not tarnish the generation's worth of love and tranquility that you have found with Ruby. And to throw that construct of love away because a few cracks in the foundation seems a little... I don't know. And this is going to be the basis for the special, isn't it? Yeah. And that was where my huff kind of really started. Other than Tumblr spo spoiling four out of five of these episodes. Actually, not even Tumblr. I think it was Facebook. Not the point. Uh, other than the massive spoilers, I felt like for Sapphire to toss out the whole building just because there's a couple cracks in the foundation felt a little, a little out of it. Like, turn your back on the gems, sure, but Ruby's your constant, like, she does. She's hurting as much as you are, if anything. Yeah, and, but, and that just kind of bothered me. Like I get feeling the complex emotions, but this is the person you are literally fused to. Like, if anyone should be able to work through it with you, it should be the two of you, because you are both equally cheated. I think the like pain of it was what you call it. Like, if she wasn't. If they weren't told the fuse, then, did you call it, this whole rebe rebellion could have been avoided. They could have still been on Homeworld and everything, and totally well, not have lost all their friends. Well, they still would have been killed on Homeworld, <clears throat> because they had fused in front of uh, Blue Diamond's uh, court, remember? Yeah. So they would have been shattered or bubbled or something. Though in this emotional moment, we see Ruby applying what she learned, because rather than getting carried away from her emotions, you know, the thing that Sapphire's doing but has told her every other instance not to do, yeah. she's saying that they need to talk it out and 
be calm and not fly off the handle and you know have the communication that a mature and balanced relationship should have after 5,000 and some change years indeed I don't know it bothered me that Sapphire took a step back in character for the sake of plot of this one but yeah. look at Ruby applying what she learned I'm proud of her indeed Char character progression for one character and character steps back for another a little bit, and that's always bug me in stories, but that's a whole rant for a different video. Gar or yeah. not Garnet, Sapphire goes on to say, how can their relationship be based on a lie? And Jonathan, if you'll do me a favor here, that clip I told you to get earlier of her saying that, if you will play that for me, and then immediately play the chorus of Stronger Than You right after. About what? Our relationship is based on because a lie. how can our relationship be based on a lie? Here's a hint. You sang a song about it saying that you were made of love. So you've kind of already answered your own question. Truly. So that kind of also bothered me. Just that the wording okay. was verbatim. Like, you're not made of a lie. You're made of love. You sang a whole song about uh, it and uh, beat uh, somebody uh, up uh, in space. Indeed. Gosh. But I digress. Sapphire's upset running away, and that's the premise of this episode. <laughs> Truly. So, would you call it she storms off into uh, what you call it the icy tundra? I don't know where she goes. She goes to a room with a ro fountain of rose quartz where she's shrugging super hard, and I was laughing because that, knowing what we know now, the shrugging rose really changes the context because it looks like she's just like, <laughs> what are you going to do? I messed up. Oops, all genocide. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> like, she's got her hands, like, out, but the way they drew it, it just looks like she's doing, like, the 90s cartoon shrug of like wah wah okay, gosh. Uh, can we put her picture of her up on screen just yeah, the sure. shrugging rose fountain <laughs> I, I get what they were going for but it didn't work with the way it was drawn just, like I had to stop because I was just like laughing at it okay, gosh. it was fun uh, so Sapphire is upset and has frozen this fountain room and then she starts yelling at Steven, saying that she wishes she could yell at Pink Diamond. So she yelled yeah. at Steven, at Rose, Indeed. Indeed. at Pink Diamond. Indeed. You're doing what you want to do, Sapphire. Just get it off your chest and go back to your friends. But, as you call it, she knows Steven's not Pink Diamond. Steven's as close to Pink Diamond as she's ever going to get. Yeah, true. Well, what'd you call it? They could totally use, like, Rose's room and create it that, that hologram. Oh my gosh, Rose's room continues to break this series. What'd you call it? <laughs> well, that one was, was in one of the hints of just, like, yeah, Rose's room totally told Steven, Steven this, like, in that episode. It brought the fake when the diamonds come down, they need to get, make sure they go out of the way to smash Rose's room. 
<laughs> like all the collateral damage that happens, that room needs to go down for the series to continue. But no. <laughs> I mean, I get okay. that it would just be a construct and it would be like Steven's perception of Rose, so it wouldn't be complete and it wouldn't give Sapphire the emotional oh, no. closure she needs, but at the same time, it would also be a Rose to yell at. But no. Would you call it because they put that hint in that episode? Would you call it that room is totally sentient? Would you call it. Oh no, you totally you're right. inter- Yeah. Exactly. Hey, Rebecca. <laughs> maybe, may, maybe not. Like, make the playlist of, hey, look, we meant this the whole time. And just keep showing us this pl- plot hole. Yeah. I know you're on this podcast and I enjoy your company. Truly, I do. But <laughs> m- maybe not have Cartoon Network do that one for 100,000 views. Maybe put out a clip or a song or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yikes. Well, anyway. I, yeah, straight looked at that one. It was just like, yeah, that's there. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Uh, anyway, we have our flashback where we get some Pink Diamond time, and my gosh, they have changed Pink Diamond's look between these episodes. Yeah. Because she now sounds like Rose Quartz, her face looks like Rose Quartz, her eyes sparkle like her. Like, they've changed this character. This is not the same yeah. person. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, real quick, let's go to the uh, Bingo Bongo board here. Because we can knock off flashback episode as well as the Pink Diamond backstory. Indeed, we can. And Pearl Panics as well. And if I look at our scores, we had all three, so three points apiece so far. Woo. Yeah, alright. Anyway, we continue on. Yeah. Just for those playing at home. Uh, we get to see Rose's transformation to from Pink Diamond to Rose Quartz for the first time because she's looking at her kindergarten on a map and she's thinking, man, I want to see that. And Pearl tells her, well, my diamond, we can see that. And she does a projection. And Pink Diamond wants to hug the projection, but she can't. So what's she decide to do, Jonathan? She... Decides to turn to quartz and go to Earth. Yeah, she wants to go see her soldiers, her quartz soldiers. She lim- little mermaids her way out there. She certainly does little mermaid her way out of there. Before we get to the prime kindergarten, though, we get to see the prime kindergarten marked on a accurate map of the U.S. Well, map of the world, but it's on the U.S. So I want to see where the prime kindergarten is on a map at some point. Like, I just want to line them up and just see where it fits. Indeed. And then we can see, like, how the world has shifted since then because the placement of, like, countries and stuff are super jacked and the, like, new map of everything. Oh, you're right. Plate tectonics is an important thing we did not consider. Yes. Uh, would you call it... They they essentially uh, did a back round story thing on uh, one of the Kroonoverse pages where they were just like, yeah, 
Earth's super shifted around and stuff now. Beach City is connected to one big, like, country. <laughs> huh, you don't say. Yeah, so, what you call it? All these different cities are, like, different parts of this big chunk of Earth. So, is Steven Universe hypothetically in the future, then? Because it's future plate tectonics? Yes. What you call it? After the gym war, like, stuff shifted a whole bunch. Okay, can I talk about Craig of the Creek for a minute? Yeah, go for it. Alright, so, dumb thing, and I might do a video on it later, but Craig of the Creek and Steven Universe exist in the same reality, because in one episode of Craig of the Creek called Bring Out Your Beast, Craig is washing his hands, and he sings the end of the Little Butler theme song. So, does that mean that Craig of the Creek is the now... Or as the gorillas call it, the now now, and the gem wars happen and reset everything. Or does it mean that the gem wars happen, Steven Universe happens, and something else happens to make our world? Hmm. Though Steven has a GameCube, so maybe that's just a super old relic of the past world. I don't know. Did you call it? I want to know how this dumb, very clear Easter egg changes the entire continuity of two children's <laughs> car cartoons, darn it. <laughs> Just as imaginary Rose. <laughs> I need to go to Rose's room and ask her where Craig of the Creek fits in. Good gosh. How are Craig and Steven watching the same TV? <laughs> but, it'd be be neat if they, they do do a crossover like they did Uncle, Uncle Grandpa. That'd be cool. I'd be down for Craig of the Creek, Steven Universe crossover. The shows are very similar. I think they do well together. Yeah. So. I'd be totally down for that. So anyway, back to the prime yeah. kindergarten. Rose lazily Superman jumps down and He's hanging out with all the quartz and super happy to get to see everybody. She call it friggin' she memes it up. <laughs> she memes it up so hard. <laughs> Tell me how. What you call it? How hey, do you do, fellow quartzes? <laughs> just like mm. <laughs> And uh there's another meme line that I can't can't remember. I'll I'll put put it in in audio here. How this. I've only this. ever heard that it's unheard oh, yeah. of. Again, I, I got my, my memo open. So you're paying attention. Indeed. You know who's not paying attention? Who's not paying attention? Pink and Pearl because they're worried about yellow and blue paying attention to them. Indeed. The question is, if yellow and blue look down at the kindergarten, does it matter if Rose is disguised as Rose Quartz? Because... They're just going to look down and see Pink's Pearl and know that Pink Diamond's down there somewhere? Yeah. Did you call it... Well, they were told about, like, a rose quartz, and they're just like, huh. A red red amethyst. That's weird. Alright, back to work. <laughs> huh. The kindergarten produced our sister's... butler. Well, I'm sure that's normal. Yeah. <laughs> you call it friggin and everyone just ignores pearl i love 
what uh, would you call it the the line uh the amethyst give gives when uh would you call it uh rose goes like welcome to earth just like that's the first and nicest thing anyone's ever said to me <laughs> i mean it's factually correct statement yeah <laughs> it's just like <laughs> i don't know it's imagine it's what i imagine just like what <laughs> what babies would talk like if you <laughs> if they could actually like actually say english like, does baby want food? Why, yes. I, baby, do want food. <laughs> Thank you for asking. <laughs> I, that, I can believe it. I'm down for it. Yeah. Just a, a creation of an, a new being, and then, what do you call it, just like, <laughs> them just like, ah, that's really nice of you. I don't know know the concept of nice, but yeah, that felt really good. <laughs> you gosh. Wonderful. And it's really wonderful. So, to go not attract more attention to themselves, even though they really weren't, they explore the rest of the world. And then they see a really gross snow overlay that looks terrible on screen. Yeah, <laughs> but then immediately they see a really pretty Earth shot, which really jarred me for a minute. Good gosh! I was like, "How are you gonna have these shots be one after the other?" <laughs> but you know what? Really? I'm getting too technical. Yeah. yeah. But so? we get a little bit of talk in between Pearl and Rose. Well, Pink now Rose, and we find out yeah. that Pearl has a thing for Rose finally. Indeed. Everybody, everybody's in love in the Stephen Bomb. Truly. Imagining things. Without your, your orders. <laughs> and then Rose says, never stop doing that. <laughs> I love it so much. I'm just gonna leave that one alone and let the internet do its thing. <laughs> Rose sees humans for the first time. That's pretty neat. Yeah. And I was wondering, will they explain the human zoo? Then they totally explain the problematic human zoo. Yeah. And tell us that yellow and blue just made the zoo to make Rose stop complaining. Did you call it? And I, I thought that was funny because did you call it? I sent you over the, the like this was in the card the whole time video. And you're just like, why is the human zoo in here? <laughs> well. Yeah, there you go. Well, much like Pearl loving Rose made me realize that this was the ladies loving ladies section. Yeah. I've now learned that this is the canon fixing Stephen Bomb. <laughs> Truly. So, more power to him on both fronts. Fixing everything. Indeed. It's, it's truly wonderful. So, I don't know what lion is. <laughs> no, don't worry about it. Purple already told us that that was nonsense. Indeed. So, so go on. Well, they start talking about the mysterious fusion garnet. And Pink keeps remarking on how wonderful it is that these 
two beings that were not the same gem were able to fuse, and she wonders if that's possible. And keeps remarking how wonderful it is. So Pearl picks her up, starts the fusion dance from DVZ, but instead of yes. doing the fusion dance, says fusion activate and picks up Pearl, or picks yeah. up Pink, and it doesn't the work. Universe, you nerds. Yes. It was straight up the same amount of time I thought she was going to do the fusion dance. I was so disappointed. I really wanted to see that. They throw in all the other anime things secretly. They they can throw in that one. Yes. All I could think of during the scene, though, was that Pearl was becoming self-aware, and all I could think of was Detroit become fusion. (laughs) And I want somebody to make that poster for me. I want to see Pearl in Connor's suit, like, standing there with little, uh, blue ring on her temple. Indeed. But, of course it doesn't work, because we know that fusion's only activated by dancing, or hugging, or convenience. And so, they start to fuse, but then they realize they're about to invent leg warmer centuries too early, and they can't allow that, so they unfuse immediately. Truly. And then we come back to reality. And Sapphire says, well, that's horrible. And Pearl explains, yeah, it is. But back then, I couldn't tell her. If I could now, I would. And we get to see some growth from Pearl, because season one Pearl totally wouldn't have done that. Yes. Yeah. I think it's the the fact that she's releasing the secret that she she sees all the repercussions we called it it caused and everything. Oh sure, like Pearl's getting to grow a lot just in the last couple Stephen blocks. <coughs> oh, excuse me. So everybody's feeling better. They go back Indeed. to the house, and what do they find? A continuity error. Sorry, that that just bothered me. A letter from from Ruby. It fun fun thing about that letter. Okay. Did you call it? Uh, jumping a, a bit a bit ahead to to the third episode where Ruby says that she can't she can't see ahead of everything because she's not fused Ruby uh, Sapphire anymore. Okay. What'd you call it? She starts at towards like the the middle of the letter. Mm-hmm. And what'd you call it? Because she's not thinking ahead, she like gets to the end of it and doesn't hasn't doesn't have enough room to like spell Sapphire. So she writes the R E underneath. Yeah, it's just a neat thing of just like how how much she doesn't actually think ahead. Oh, I just thought it was just meant to make everybody mad because that's all the internet seemed to think about it. Huh. It was a it was a cool character thing. I I thought it was neat. Ah, so she thinks so little ahead that she can't even think about just writing the re a little smaller. Okay. Yeah, it's just like she. She didn't expect that she didn't have, she wouldn't have enough space. So she called. It's like, oh, I didn't realize I didn't have enough room. Well, I hope Safi Ray gets her letter. Maybe Sapphire can deliver it to her. 
really. But she would have to get that letter to her in. Wait, I gotta. Wait, how are we? How are we doing this? Good gosh, I'm not thinking ahead. Well, I am. Thankfully, I have all the notes here. I give this episode a three point five out of five. Said a lot, but yes. felt more like a series band-aid than anything. Felt like it was just trying to pick up from damage at the end of the last Steven Bomb. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't. I didn't think it was a band-aid. It was just kind of like, uh, now we got to fill in the rest <laughs> because it really felt felt like after it, it was just like. Like, uh, yeah, we it, can't just like leave it right there. <laughs> it felt a lot like they were saying, like, okay, we need to fix these, otherwise people won't watch the other four episodes. Huh. Because it it didn't fix like all the uh, like plot plot things that I I thought were were glaring, but it filled in in spaces and everything where. I don't think they would have the chance to fill in those spaces anywhere else. Yeah, I just think that had they not given us some goodwill clarity, a lot of people would have stopped watching. Yeah. Yeah. So, with that in mind, Jonathan, with that weird little transition thing you were doing, you, you alright, man? You good? Yes. I am just a bit... Off. Jonathan, what's your problem? Is the next episode we're talking about? Uh. <laughs> Good gosh. Indeed. Alright. So, so what's your you problem? Uh, my problem is... Did you call it? This is essentially an amethyst episode. <laughs> Who? Exactly. <laughs> so, did you call it? We we continue off where we where we left, opening the letter. Except it's evening now. That bothers me. They stared at uh, that letter for a really long time. <laughs> Amethyst has just been playing games the whole time. <laughs> well, sure, that's generic NES game for the GameCube. Of course, she's playing it. We get them reading the letter, and Ruby saying that Sapphire was right. That she can't, she wasn't able to see the, the seat of Rose Quartz slash Pink Diamond, and she needs to think. So she has run away, and so they they hear that, and she call it turn over to Amethyst. Playing video games. Wonderful. We also get a weird shot of Steven's bed where they show, like, the shelves under the loft. Who's the gem that's just chilling out under Steven's bed? It's just a random gemstone sitting there. Hmm. Also, I have a question to raise for you. Yeah? After watching the theme song, when was the last time the Crystal Gems actually saved the day? 
Yeah? Again, monsters haven't been a thing in the series for a good minute. I guess they bubbled all the corrupted gems from the gym war. Or you're just told that they were the crystal gems and they always saved the day. When was the last time they saved the day, though? Indeed. It hasn't hasn't been any time soon. Well, yeah, they didn't really, really even save save it from uh, what you call it, uh, Blue Girl in in Topaz. Topaz is more more uh, memorable than than Blue Mary. Aquamarine. Ah, yes. Ah, yes. <laughs> that that name's now now back in my brain. <laughs> now, Jonathan. Yeah. When I think about the future of Steven Universe, I, I and I think of those characters, I think, when will Topaz come back for a friend Onion? Will Aquamarine's use of magic ever be explained? And why is she a cowboy now? Indeed. That's a she question thought. I want to ask everyone when they ask me about a person. <laughs> Why would they be a cowboy? Good gosh. So Sapphire's freaking He's... out. Yeah. Trying to use her future vision to see Ruby. Indeed. And for some reason, she saw her as a cowboy. I'm sure that'll be explained later. Yeah. And so... But you call it Amphis goes like what's that got to do with me? Because that's a thing that Amphis says. <laughs> Pearl panics and says, What do we do without Garnet? And the answer is lose about thirty percent of your fan base probably. Yeah. Man, I miss Garnet. <laughs> yeah, I miss when we didn't have to talk about purple. Mm. That's that's really gonna suck for about like 10 more minutes <laughs> <laughs> not if i have anything to say about it <laughs> good gosh sorry if this was your favorite episode <laughs> purple needs to chill and be a supportive friend so they go looking for ruby because steven insists but all yeah. pearl wa- or but all purple wants to do is play video games indeed Steven tells them that there's two paths they could check, in Beach City or in the ocean, and of course they choose the purple path. The ocean. Yes. Did you call it? Then they think, who else could Ruby go hang out with? And they go to uh, they go to check the car wash. And there's yeah, the yeah. coolest Mr. Greg car wash sign ever. I love that sign so much. I would wear that on like a vintage garage t-shirt. Mm-hmm. It'd be so cool. I don't have a t-shirt to sell this time. Check out tpublic.com slash user slash something about geek stuff. Moon sucks Steven Universe t-shirt. Yeah, that will remain in our, our description so you can click on it. And now we get a montage of purple being problematic. Indeed. Everywhere they go, she's doing anything she can not to be helpful. Yeah. 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 And it's they, not fun. <laughs> no. And they end up 
at the pizza place. Indeed. And we get our only bingo point for this episode. Pizza's consumed. And everything pizza's consumed. Yeah. So we'll mark that one off. It looks like I had that one. And Jonathan had that one. So we're still four for four. Yeah. And so, what did you call it? Uh, they sit, they eat, and Amethyst is just like, Yo, Steven, what did you call it? I know there's a lot of junk going on, but how are you doing? Which isn't an argument that can work when you have literally done nothing to help people. Yeah. Did you call it? If there's there's any points to be won for Amethyst in this episode, it's it's just this this part. I I was just like, okay, Amethyst is doing a good thing in this this part. And I get what they're going for. I really do. And I don't mean to keep ranting on this series parade, but even though I know Amethyst is meant to serve as that character that's saying. Hey, in times of tragedy, sometimes you have to step back and realize that if you don't take care of yourself, you can't take care of others. But at yeah. no point does she try to take care of others, so it doesn't really work. Like, I know she's taking care of Steven, quote-unquote, but at the same time, she's shirking any responsibility to find Ruby or Sapphire any sort of comfort. Yeah. So if she were actively trying at first to help, but then also, like, like when they go to the pier, they go, Hey... Steven, I know we're looking for Ruby, but how about a quick game at your favorite booth? Like, just because we're here. Or, hey, Steven, I know we're, we're looking super hard for Ruby, but you haven't eaten today. So how about I buy you a pizza? Yeah. Just something to show that she's actively still searching, because right now, rather than placing her responsibilities elsewhere, it comes across as though she's shirking responsibility altogether. And then claiming nobility because she's able to spin it in such a way that it sounds like she's catering to Steven's needs. When currently Steven's needs are to find Ruby. Indeed. Would you call it... If this episode didn't start off with, uh, would you call it, like, her playing video games and not totally caring about, like, the whole Fallout, I... I would have been off on board for this, like... Hey... Amethyst is trying to look out for Steven idea. But no. She's not. That's like you call it? Yeah. It's like if you were to be in school and you write a report about a book that you didn't read and then your teacher's looking at it, it's like, Oh yeah, I see what you're saying. Like by not finishing the report you're talking about the questions that the author leads for the reader, and then you just go, oh yeah, of course, that's what I meant all along. That's not what you meant all along. You were too busy playing video games to write your book report. Yeah. Did you call it? It seems like she's projecting herself onto Steven more than trying to, like, help Steven. Oh, I agree completely. It's her trying to claim a moral high ground and a maturity when really it's just her projecting her needs onto others rather than projecting others' needs onto herself. Yeah. And now for something a little sillier, they totally wanted that Amethyst eating pizza face to be a meme. So much so that they, like, have the crumbs freeze frame in the air for a second. 
Gosh. So, could you just put that on the screen for me? Alrighty. And just put bottom text at the bottom of it. You got what you wanted, Cruniverse. It became a meme. <laughs> Truly. Good gosh. And some. Uh, what you call it? Steven notices something weird with this line of questioning and goes... Hey, did you call it? You're asking a lot of questions for you to be okay. Are you doing okay, Amethyst? And would you call it Amethyst? Just like ah, no, I, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm totally fine. I'm not fine. I'm not fine. I'm totally fine, Steven. Leave me alone. And would you call it a chase scene occurs? I think. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I I wait for your input for the notes part, and then I I go go like, yeah, I said the right thing. <laughs> you said it with such fury, but you lack the patience in this conversation. There's a reference. Yes, the chase scene occurs. <laughs> Wonderful. Purple keeps flip-flopping between what about me? What about you? But what about me? But what about you? No, but what about me? And it's really annoying. And then she turns into a helicopter and flies away. And then Steven gets super lazy Superman hops. And jumps up to chase her. Yeah, he uses his floaty power. Did I ever explain? I don't. I have not explained Superman hops on this. I don't believe so. Do I want to get into a Go comic book tangent, or do I just want to keep going? Eh, I teased it at this it? point. I'll make it quick. Uh, yeah. Originally, Superman did not have the ability to fly. He leaped over tall buildings in a single bound. Uh, when they made the syndicated, yeah, syndicated Superman cartoon, they came to the creators of Superman comics explaining that leaping tall buildings would cost too much to animate because of too many frames. So Superman got the ability to fly because they could use one static frame and move it upwards towards an objective. And that's what they did here. They kept Steven and Rose both in the same pose when they were jumping up and down respectively because it's cheaper to animate and easier. Yeah. And that's what I mean by lazy Superman hops. They look like they're floating when really it's a static image moving across the screen. Yeah. And then Steven somehow doesn't land on the helicopter blades. Did you call it? He lands oh. inside Purple's head. What did you call it? If anything, it's just Amethyst's hair, so. Exactly. And yet somehow they start crashing. Which, how are you crashing? You're not a real helicopter. True. Just turn it into something else, if anything. Like, I know you're panicking, but you're. You're still amethyst. You're not. You're not made of gears and metal. You don't have an engine to backfire. Why is there smoke coming off of your head, amethyst? Amethyst, are you okay? <laughs> no, but what about you, Jonathan? <laughs> Tell me about your feelings. <laughs> well, they crash on the beach and. 
Amethyst starts giving a speech about being your friend for life, and she's either about to blow up the moon or be the drill that pierces the heavens. Would you call it freaking... You don't turn my least favorite gym into Kamina. <laughs> I, I have too much respect for that anime character for it. Cruniverse to disrespect Kamina like that. Oh my freaking gosh. So we agree it was Kamina, right? Yeah, it's definitely Kamina. Kamina from Gurren so Lagan. Yeah, so much so that I, I saw uh, people doing fan art of and this is common. I'm just like, stop. No, no. Fight stop. the power. <laughs> I don't... <clears throat> that man fought for better things. <laughs> Agreed. That's one thing I actually don't want to spoil. Yeah. That's fair. So, we get a half-hearted communist speech from Purple. And then Steven asks, have you been trying to cheer me up this whole time? No. No, she hasn't. She found an angle <laughs> and decided to play it. Yeah. <laughs> and then they're lying on the beach, exhausted from their chase, running away from their emotions. And Steven laughs and says that Purple is the most mature of the crystal gems, which no, no, she is not. Ruby applied herself and rectified her problems from her last appearance and tried to grow as a person and apply her lessons to her relationships in similar situations. Ruby is the most mature crystal gem. Fight me. <laughs> was yeah. my note on that one. That's fair. Yeah. Did you call it... Yeah, this is nowhere near. Did you call it... This adventure didn't tell me that Amethyst was was trying to help Steven in any way. Would you call it this adventure thoroughly told told me that would you call it Amethyst was just like, yo, I'm not here for responsibility. <laughs> I'm the fun mom. Exactly. Would you call it friggin' One of our dear friends is missing, but I'm the fun mom. Yeah. Would you call it like Steven We we don't have to care about this. You call it friggin' you weren't there when Rose Court Courts is there. You you're not the one who who told told them the fuse. Yes, but our friend is missing. Also, our friend is missing one of her senses that she's become very accustomed to. It'd be like if I went out and got my eyes dilated and they got lost in the city and you and Grady said, Well you didn't have to look for him, but we weren't there when he went to the optometrist. Like, no, come find me. I'm lost in the city. We're not his mom. We didn't give him his eyes. <laughs> no, but, like, I'm in, I could be in danger, though. Come find me. <clears throat> None of this should be our responsibility, Steven. It's like, mm, <laughs> no, this isn't maturity. <laughs> they just fell too short. Two out of five yeah. too short. Too quick, misguided, good idea, bad execution, bad episode. I agree with that. Jihad, there's no, <laughs> no. And it's funny because we see this so much better in earlier episodes when uh, we have the purple puma side of Amethyst. She very clearly is using fun and distractions as a way to get away from her problems but at the same time she comes around to say like hey 
this is fun and all, but at the same time, Steven, we need to make sure you're taken care of. Yeah. And, like, she's willing to give up her chance at winning the trophy for the sake of Steven being able to feel better after what he did to Lars. There's there's tons of better examples of Amethyst showing maturity. Right, but she, call- she pulls maturity for Steven when he says a mean thing to Lars, but not when one of her best friend's basically family is missing. Yeah, what did she call it? She just sits and plays video games and tells people to cry cry other places. <laughs> she she doesn't feel like looking for her, and so she goes into, into the pizza parlor and eats a big pizza. Alright. trying to continue her life without without actually engaging in the situation. I know we get long on some of these episodes, but I want to try to fix this one. Yeah? We keep all of the same elements, but instead of a chase scene helicopter amethyst, we have amethyst helicoptering to each space looking over Beach City. Right? And so she, like, as she's flying... Like, is talking to Steven about, like, what if we don't find her? And Steven's like, oh, we'll find her. And we see Amethyst have her first panic attack on screen. And she starts freaking out and hyperventilating, and that's what causes the helicopter crash. Then they land on the beach, and we keep all the fun stuff in, but she's actively been looking the whole time as well. And Steven, they're sitting there in silence, and Steven says, like, do you want to talk about what that was? And then Amethyst tries to play it off like it was a fun game. And like, yeah, I just thought it'd be fun and entertaining and like break up the seriousness if we got to play helicopter crash. And it's like very clearly an attempt to save face, but it's super not working. And then Steven comes to the realization himself of like, were you trying to make this fun for me or for you? And then Amethyst has to come to accept, like, oh, okay, admittedly, I wanted to help you, but I also want to help Ruby. And I feel like I can't help you guys because I wasn't there when all of this went down originally. And at the same time, I feel like this is way too much for me, and I want to help, but I also have to help myself. And then Steven can say, like, do what you can, but we're your friends, we're your family. We do better with you here than without you. So we'll take any help you can provide, even if it just means being here and being a smile. We just are happy to have you here, and any support you can give is support enough. And then Amethyst gets to come to the realization that she's enough, and we leave it that way. And then Steven, at the same time, has the realization, and maybe he could like clutch his gem or something and be like, even if I can save all of you, I still have to save myself kind of thing. Hmm. And everybody's happy. Did you call it? Not whatever this was. Inversely, you can you can turn uh, what you call it. Steven searching everywhere up to like eleven, and what you call it like have Amethyst's ploys to, to pull him back, and then do do this, but without with like Steven just normally searching. And would you call it amethyst pulling back? You, you, 
you kind of miss like the everything goal of this episode. Yeah. It's it's not the same. It's Steven wasn't overexerting himself in any way. Did you call it? He was just very very concerned. And would you call it Am- Amethyst didn't see- seem like she was concerned for like Stephen going too hard on the search. She didn't seem like she so, cared about the search. Yeah, exactly. And so those those are the main main components that really like made the the moral not work. And I, I feel like that that's the main flaw of this episode. Hmm. Agreed. Just overall, there's a lot of things left to be desired. Mm-hmm. A lot of questions. A lot of pieces. The bits. Hey. Hey. We're, we're on to to the next episode. The question. What question? The question of, hey, can you explain what happened in this episode? Purple's entering Ronaldo levels of unlikability. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Greg is what Purple wishes to be. Truly. And sure, there's a maturity gap there, but man, you can't have one character show up and instantly say, I've been doing what you've been failing at doing for 20 minutes now. (laughs) You sure can't. (laughs) So, what I mean by that is Amethyst and Steven, they find out that from uh, Kiki and her sister that we have a little red girl crying and hanging out with Mr. Universe up on a sad peak. And they realize it's Ruby. So they go down there. And Ruby's sitting there with Greg and Greg starts talking to Steven. And start and then they check on Ruby and Ruby's fine. Yeah. And Oh, also oh, I, I want to note that what you call it uh Steven's <coughs> first inclination after he Years that they're both talk- talking about, like the pink diamond thing. His first inclination is just like, "Hey, Dad, you okay?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's weird how, in that moment, Stephen can look past himself to check on somebody. <laughs> yeah. And then they it's check weird. on Ruby. Yeah. <laughs> and both of them are fine. And I'm just so Indeed. happy that Ruby can maturely. Discuss her emotions in an adult and civil manner and appropriately express herself through conversation with a peer. But, you know, Purple's best gem, apparently. Yeah. That was my next note. <laughs> so, what a wonderful note. Yeah. Ruby explains that she's all feeling empowered right now and Ruby decides that she needs to see the world for herself without Sapphire and without Sapphire's eye. So Ruby's dating herself as Leslie Nope would put it from Parks and Rec. 
Indeed. What you call it? So she's right. hanging out. She's eating pizza. Check yeah, that box but... as well once again for the bingo bongo board. Indeed. And she's reading comic books. And one of them straight up has the DuckTales logo, Dolphin Tail. Yeah. I noticed that as well. Check out in a town called... No, I'm not plucking that series anymore. <laughs> Check out the single episode of a town called Duck There were two. One of them just went down for sink issues and probably will never be back up again. Gosh. Maybe one day. Maybe we'll get that second episode that won't lead anywhere. <laughs> but that's the question. <laughs> Truly. Well, anyway, Steven expresses his upset nature that Garnet may never co- be coming back. Yeah. And you're, he, he explains... You're like my two favorite things. <laughs> well... What'd you call it? <laughs> I love I love sugar and flour, but I, I still want the cake. <laughs> and Greg talks to him. and It's super healthy for Stephen to put his shipping aside. However, it's not super healthy for Stephen just eating solo flour and cake. <laughs> and sugar without cake. Like, Stephen's just eating bags of <laughs> processed grains and sugar. It's not okay. This is an onion, this is an onion lesson. <laughs> <laughs> I just want a background gag later of like onion eating fistfuls of flour, and then he offers it to Stephen. <laughs> like he's Thanks, just got, onion. He's just got a flour sack, and he's just eating fistfuls of flour. Yeah. Anyway, Greg gives him another pep talk, proving once again that Greg is best gem. And Ruby decides that she wants to be adventurous, be free. And she holds up a comic book and says, like this. She holds up Dolphin Tail. And then Steven yeah. says, don't don't you maybe mean this one? And he holds up the cowboy comic. No, let Ruby be a dolphin, though. <laughs> Would that episode be the same? <laughs> oh my gosh, imagine the song for this episode. If Ruby was a dolphin instead of a cowboy? Yeah. That would be amazing. Never mind, I want that episode. (laughs) Good gosh. Reverse Little Mermaid episode. I wish I could be a part of your sea world. (laughs) You're really on the Little Mermaid analogies today, man. You you been watching some Disney or something? I don't know. I, I always think of a part of your world as like the the like kind of parallels to these episodes. Why can't it be one of the other Disney songs about wanting more? What did you call it? Because Christopher Walken already did one in a weird live action movie. What about Belle? What about Jasmine? How uh, did you call it? What what about him? Does, does a magic carpet ride have anything to do with this? The only thing magic here is how Ruby somehow magically reads comics incorrectly and still understands the basic plot of what's going on. Can Ruby read? She can write. She wrote a letter. Uh-huh. <laughs> what got me was that she read comics 
top right panel to top right panel of the next page. I only say that as the comic guy for the channel, but that bugged me. <laughs> she read the top right panel of the page, turned the page, skipping the next page, and just read the third page's panel. It's like, yep, this is the plot. Ruby reads comics wrong. Indeed. So, Ruby decides she wants to be a cowboy, and Greg says, you know what, let's do it. I'm still rich. <laughs> I just want any time that they do something, where would you call it, it, like, uses a bit of Greg's, Greg's wealth, just like a money counter, just go down a little bit more. <laughs> the stuff Greg manages to pull off with his money, he must have some sort of investment somewhere. <laughs> but I I don't know I want a long term gag of just like cha-ching 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 and then he finally ch- tries to buy, buy something really big and is just like sir you, you, you can't afford this what do you mean I can't afford it <laughs> he tries to buy his son the bits yeah <laughs> he tries to buy the bits and he realizes he's out of money I would adore that. And you too can buy the bits by going to tpublic.com slash user slash something about geek stuff and checking out the Moon Sucks Steven Universe t-shirt. <laughs> I plug it where we can. Okay. Anyway. Uh, so. They give her a little cowboy outfit. And then we get a weird transformation sequence for Amethyst turning into a horse. That was for yeah. somebody. I, I marked that down as the Amethyst gets a new shapeshift. I marked down a future thing for Amethyst getting a new shapeshift, but okay. Yeah, fair. So, we get Amethyst getting a new shapeshift. Mm-hmm. And so, Ruby's riding around on her horse, having a good old time. Steven tells her to be safe. and Then she sees a bristle bush, and she says she's excited to know what's on the other side without the future vision and she takes one step in and then she screams and that was the first good joke from the Stephen Bomb hey gosh <laughs> just the immediate scream the second she's off camera wonderful and we find out that Ruby almost fell in her ravine and could do sick backflips like it's nothing yeah. She talks about how liberating it is to have been able to almost die without the future vision because she had no idea how it was going to happen. And Ruby's about to jump in that ravine again just because it's her choice to do so. My gosh. But she makes it to the other side. Yes, and they do more cowboy stuff. And then we get our next thing for the bingo bongo board because Ruby learns a new instrument and we get a new song. So that's two things. She can't. In order to, in the playing that song within like ten minutes of learning the guitar, that's that's pretty pretty quick. If only I enjoyed the song. Yeah, it's not too memorable. I'm not a fan of country music for several reasons, but man, I did not like that song. Yeah, that's fair. 
Also, random tangent to talk about other Cartoon Network cartoons. Summer Camp Island premiered this weekend, and I'm pretty sure that Ruby is one of the characters. Mm. Like, she's one of the witches that runs the summer camp. I'm not entirely sure. I didn't get to see too much of it. But the voice was super strikingly similar, if it not. But I'm pretty sure that's the case. That might be the case. So we may not see a bunch of Ruby for a minute. Mm. Anyway, we get one of Ruby's coolest uses of her fire powers yet, where she takes a log in her hand and just catches it on fire and then throws it into the fire. And it was the greatest power move of all time. Ruby is best gem. Indeed. But, going back, real quick, yeah. I feel like Greg got the best line of the episode, though, with the man she really got into this for only learning the guitar ten minutes ago. I agree. Yeah, yeah. That really was a good line. So Steven watches as Ruby sings her song and they have a montage of her doing uneventful cowboy things, fighting a snake, riding a horse, being chased by a cow with rope, I think. Admittedly, I may have been playing Animal Crossing Pocket Camp during this part. Yeah. Did you call it? It was a fun, fun song. Like, it was, like, okay. Montage happens... Did you call it having a fun time being a cowboy? And then, did you call it sleeping, sleeping bag? Stephen lies there and thinks, you know what? Maybe I was wrong about about you, Ruby. You really seem to be enjoying the cowboy life. And then Ruby goes, nah. <laughs> and that's it that's all she says <laughs> nah just takes off the hat throws it onto Greg and just walks away <laughs> and that's the last we see of Ruby that's the episode I wanted <laughs> I love it Oh, I really hope that some one person is listening to this without seeing the episode. <laughs> Just <laughs> Oh, well. <laughs> that's a weird way to the end the episode. <laughs> yeah. They didn't even tease for the next one. We were really surprised on where they were gonna go with it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Oh, I love that so much. Oh, tell us what happens instead. Oh, Ruby reveals those to Steven that although she she's having fun being being a cowboy, she she enjoyed being being a part of something with, with Sapphire. Yeah, and she just wants it to be on her terms. Yeah, and how while how to do that? While it's incredibly, like, predictable dialogue, like, you knew she was going to be like, I'm not really having fun, though. Yeah. It was a predictable result, but it was really wonderful, like, the way that they wrote it out to where Ruby was able to have this delivery that justified such a complex emotion of taking a break in a relationship. Indeed. It was a hard nope. Yeah, because it was just like, I'm having fun, 
and admittedly I'm really enjoying this, but I'm also really missing Sapphire, and it was just a really great opportunity for representation of those complex moments and relationships. It, it was just, it was nice. And it reminds me of uh, a Mountain Goat song. Ah. It's a song. Uh, gosh, if I remember the name right, I'm going to punch it in Google real quick just to make sure. It is the Mountain Goats Woke Up New. And it's a song that's about a guy waking up without a long-term relationship that he was in. And it's ta- and it talks about all the things that this guy does because of, he's been with the other person for so long. Like he talks about how he made too much coffee in the morning because he is used to making it for two people. But he also makes sure to drink all of it even though he doesn't want it because he knows how much she hated when things were wasted. Uh. And it, it it's just like, yeah, like you enjoy this freedom by yourself but you're still missing a part of you. And I felt like the crew universe did an excellent job representing that with Ruby and how the lines were delivered. And it was all just very well done for such a brief moment. It really, like, it, much like the Connie stare, it took me to a place of, like, I understand this feeling that you're not fully conveying. Yeah. Like, you're, in this very short moment, expressing a lot of, like, stuff that's very relatable, I'm sure, to some of the older viewers. So, so excellent job to the crew universe there. Good job, Rebecca. Mm. So, did you call it? Stephen proposes a plan. Yeah, he explains that Ruby's what she's feeling is totally normal, and he takes his comic and he folds it over and creases the pages. And my gosh, Stephen is definitely not collecting these cowboy comics. And he shows her that even though he's still a cowboy, he's lonely, and he misses. I think it was Sally Mae. What's the name? And so, this, like, that's what how he's the lo- It wasn't the Lone Ranger, but the Lonely Cowboy, whatever his name was. Because it was like, yeah, he's still a cowboy, but he's also lonely. Indeed. And so they have a plan. Jonathan, paint a scene for us, shall we? Did you call it? Steven walks in. Very solemn. It's back at... At the beach house. Uh, what'd you call it? Sapphire and Pearl are sitting there worried. And go, Steven! Did you find her? Steven pulls out a gun. (laughs) (laughs) Good gosh. I'm sorry, please continue. Steven goes, Yes, she wants to talk to you got something to say to you. Sapphire, worried, steps outside and then sees Ruby on the horse. On the amethyst. On the amethyst horse. Weird lips. I, I, I don't know if that's, that's fine to just have on the horse. I don't, I'm not sure if I like the amethyst lips on the horse. Please, just make it a purple horse. <laughs> Amethyst has never seen a horse in real life. <laughs> this is an approximation of reading these comics over Stephen's shoulder. 
Don't give horse lips. They're not meant to have lips. <laughs> Check out uh, tpublic.com slash user slash stuff for don't give horses slips. <laughs> Good God. That's not a real shirt. Well, but it could be. Indeed. Make that a real shirt. I mean, or, you, or don't, audience member. you don't want me to. <laughs> it won't be a shirt that anyone will want. I'd wear, <laughs> wear what you call it, don't give horses lips, and it just have the amethyst lips on the horse. <laughs> yes, but would you wear my version, Jonathan? Because you know I wouldn't make that version something that anyone would want to wear. <laughs> you call it? So, dear viewer, please make that shirt for me so I can buy it from you. <laughs> Oh, man, we are stalling on the part that they want us to talk about. Yeah, so... Sapphire gets weirdly long hair in this scene, right? Like, it's not just me? I know everyone wants me to talk about animation inconsistencies more. (laughs) Truly. But, despite her long hair, did you call it... She listens to what what Ruby has to say and he she says she wants to to be Garden on her own terms and I'm just going to pause for a second so all the fans out there can use this voice clip for whatever they like Jonathan what is the question that Ruby asks will you marry me awesome you guys put that clip in whatever you want these two were cute yeah. as heck acting out this cheesy moment. If there's more wholesomeness like this in the Steven Bob, I'm on board. It's what I'm here for. Indeed. Also, it's the second nice. they asked that question, did you feel... Because I felt this in the back of my head during the scene. It felt like there was suddenly the screams of thousands of fans all echoing in the back of this scene. Did you feel that as well, or was it just me? Friggin... I... <laughs> I saw, I when I saw that moment coming, I saw like a bunch of news reports that were just like Steven Universe just did the biggest thing ever, and I was just like, uh, yeah, <laughs> that that's <laughs> that's gonna just like be the shot heard around the world. Jeff from Clarence has two moms. Steven Universe did best thing ever. <laughs> Are we just going to ignore Jeff's parents? Best thing ever. (laughs) He actively refers to them as plural mobs on the show. They don't even try to hide it. Ever. (laughs) Craig of the Creek had two witch girls that were in love and were being torn apart by college. Er. (laughs) But purple's best gem, I guess. Whatever. Indeed. Good gosh. So everyone's swept up in the emotions. And then the giant purple her- horse approaches Pearl and says, Don't worry, it's me, Amethyst. And of course, it would be Amethyst. <laughs> Who else would be the giant purple horse? I took 0.5 points off for that line alone. <laughs> 0.5 off makes yeah. 4.5 out of 5. Wonderful. Good gosh. I. I like this up. 
episode. It's it didn't like fully grip me, but like there's good scenes. Uh, what do you call it? Good dialogue in places. It's pretty pretty all right. It's a okay for me. It was okay. It, it was good. It was. It's very much something that I could see people being like. In the future, when Steven Universe is running it reruns, everyone will be like, "Oh man, remember where you were when Ruby and Sapphire got engaged?" It felt very yeah. much like a, kind of like how people talk about f- the show Friends, mm. where like Monica and Chandler get engaged, or Ross and Rachel. What did Ross and Rachel get engaged? I don't remember. Not the point. But it's very much like that kind of moment. It felt like a moment of TV history for cartoons. Your months. Reminds me of like when big events ha- happen in comics back, like in the older years. Where yeah. would you call it? Yeah. Like when stuff stuff like that would happen and be like in newspapers and stuff. Like, yo, you you hear that this happened? In newspapers? Did you hear Wolverine and Storm are getting married? That's crazy. Coincidentally, this was the same week that Batman and Catwoman got married again. That's crazy. I, I just wanted to keep my, my continuity for for that joke. I mean, Colossus got married to Kitty Pride. She sunk through the world. <laughs> now that's crazy. <laughs> you know what? Indeed. I guess you could say Kitty Pride wasn't maid of honor. Yeah. I'm trying, okay? Just, just do the transition. The bits. So. Tell me about the episode, Samuel. Wedding plans. I love weddings. I love wedding plans. I'm all about this. Uh, Ruby and Sapphire are sitting around, and Ruby makes a disturbing Malifor where she says something about marrying cows, and if you want to milk a cow, you got to put a ring on it. It was weird. So Stephen pulls out a big book. And it's wedding plans. And he explains how important it is to have a good wedding. And how they have all these options. And Sapphire asks him how long he's been planning this. And Stephen says his entire, entire life. life. Which is concerning, but also sweet. Did you call it? Stephen, <laughs> Stephen is the type of guy who he sees just like, Ooh, wedding. I, I want to plan one of those. And then just like <laughs> start starts that book <laughs> I've got a speech ready for yours gosh alright so anyway uh, Ruby and Sapphire are talking about invitations going out to everybody and Ruby asks Sapphire if she'd be okay with having maybe some flames on the bottom and then Sapphire proposes maybe ha, proposes maybe put some dolphins on there and Ruby gets a great line, yeah, dolphins and flames. Yeah. That made me happy. Yeah, and all the gems are there. Except for Lapis. Hey, look, it's Peridot. Hi, Perry. 
Indeed. And everybody's having happy friendship ch time, and we get Amethyst's new form of a long tongue to lick envelopes in a weirdly detailed animation. I'm counting that as Amethyst gets a new transformation for the Bingo Bongo port. Okay, gosh. <laughs> Times three. Oh, gross. Anyway, everybody's having happy friendship time. It's great. And suddenly, yeah. Sapphire's not so happy because she sees the guest list and realizes something. All her friends are dead. I wish that that sound clip existed. <laughs> so yeah, it's a rough realization. Yeah. So Stephen gets the idea that wait a minute, not all the gems are dead. There's one missing, and an old gem returns on the bingo bongo board, which Indeed. was a point for me, but not a point for you. So I think I'm currently in the lead by one. Wait. Did I not put that? Nope. Huh. Weird. Oh, yeah. That's why <laughs> I, I associated with Jasper, so I didn't want that. <laughs> yeah, you went down the timeline that Ruby moves in with Greg and they form a power rock ballad. That's the new opening. Yeah. Which I still like a lot better than... What was it, Ruby Roundup or Roundhouse yeah. Kick Ruby or whatever it was called? Anyway, not the point. Yeah. Uh, Steven decides, I'm going to go get Bismuth. And Bismuth gets a new look, so that checks that off. Jem gets a new look, which I think both of us had. Gee. Yeah. So that's a point for both of us. Wonderful. There's that blank space again. So, we get Bismuth out of her bubble. Mm -hmm. She's still ready to kill Rose. Yeah. And Steven starts talking about, like, how everything's different now. And uh, Bismuth is freaking out. She starts calling Steven Rose, but also Steven... And Steven gets the great line that's super witty where he goes, there's a third option now. <laughs> what did you call it? Steven's, like, fun dialogue just, like, kind of balances on, on the comedy of, like, John Mulaney sometimes. <laughs> yeah. It just feels like that, that to me. <laughs> Gosh, but so then yeah. Bismuth's looking up, looking around, and she sees all the bubble gems and she starts freaking out and calling them all by name. And we get the, another line that I'd like to actually make a t shirt of that was uh, she's named everybody and she goes, Biggs? Biggs was beloved by everybody. <laughs> Good gosh. And then Steven starts explaining stuff and he. There's a weird pacing thing here where he, like, says. Hey, like, I'm, like, I'm Rose, and Rose is Pink Diamond, are you good? And she's like, yeah, hold on just a sec. And the way she walks off, it's like her going, yeah, hold on a sec, gonna kill you, Steven, let me go get a weapon. And then just walks off screen. But she goes to soaks her head, and 
feet in lava. And she says, yeah, I'm good. This is a lot to take in, but you know what? I'm good. So what's a wedding? <laughs> Gosh. I feel like after seeing one of the corrupted gems, it's just kind of just like, okay. Maybe every everything's not the way I, I thought it was. Yeah, they feel like... Tell me what's going on. <laughs> I feel like Brash Bismuth really allowed for an acceptance and really wrapped up like that part of the plot. They kind of streamlined it. It worked really well. Yeah. So, and so yeah. they're back at the house. Steven's explaining what they're going to have with the wedding and everything. And it upsets me that, Steven, how the heck are you going to have a hot dog grill and not just throw burgers with it? Like, it was upsetting me. Like, how are you just going to have one option? Why Why not cook up some pork chops? But Jonathan, if all pork chops were perfect, we wouldn't have hot dogs. We also apparently don't get hamburgers, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> Good gosh. And so, Stephen explains, yeah, this is the wedding. It's customary to bring gifts. We've got a registry, and he starts flipping through stuff, and the ham is back. The hypnotic Wait, the ham. ham? When they're going through the registry, it's like a oh. home version of that hypnotic ham game. They need to explain yeah, yeah, yeah. that. What is up with that game? Did you call it the, the beat meat? I, I beg your pardon? <laughs> the, the, the hypno the ham answer. game. Yeah. The one that in season one put Garnet in a weird trance. What was that about? Did you call it? She was using her future sight, so she's totally caught up in seeing the the future of the game. I need that <laughs> confirmed, because that game worries me that it's able to stop the strongest gem super quick. Did you call it? Imagine if you were just just a future seeing seeing being, and you got entranced in in something you have that you control yourself. <laughs> yeah, it's called Steven Universe. What part am I imagining here? <laughs> Good gosh. Vote for me, Mayor of Future Seeing Beings. <laughs> but yeah, I, I just feel like it's it's a matter of just like being so focused on something you you're like future sites focused on like predicting the, the next thing the game's going to do and like inputting for that well either way they wanted a home version yeah so that came back and I'm legitimately concerned about the power of that game gosh so anyway yeah. Steven tells Bismuth to hide up here and he's going to present her and it's going to be awesome Mary won't be happy to see her Bismuth mm. has some reservations Steven goes down and starts giving a speech and we get the great line that I actually rewind to watch again He's just like, it's nice to have you all here, be able to celebrate this, including, and he points behind everybody, and they all turn around, and they all just go, Pearl! <laughs> and they all raise their drinks to Pearl and take a sip. Yeah, and I love that Pearl's just like, oh, thank you. <laughs> like, none of them know what's going on, none of them know what a wedding is, but at the same time, they're, like, all just... They all just go along with what Steven's doing. Like, everybody says, Pearl, like, excited. Like, she wasn't yeah. just standing there. That was cute. Speaking of cute, Peridot making her can float was adorable. Indeed. 
I love she when... She was doing it, too. Yeah. <laughs> I love when, like, characters and shows get superpowers, and they're just casually using them. Mm-hmm. Like, she's not doing anything special there, but it's like, if you could float your aluminum can while you're drinking it, of course you're going to. Yeah. And stuff like that's nice. It shows, like, just taking the extra step. Made me happy. Really? Well, anyway, Bismuth didn't show up. And, yeah. and it's sad. And so Steven goes to check what's up, and she's over there, like, just hanging out and making swords. Mm-hmm. And her... Making weapons. <clears throat> And we get some bad CGI sparks while she's making it. But stress making swords is an amazing coping mechanism. Yeah. Like she just throws oh, them I... in a pile when she's done. It's like, man, you're just doing what you know. That's cool. More people need to stress make swords. Probably blacksmith thing. Totally. Gosh. If you but, make stress but... make swords, leave a comment below and let us know. Indeed. Also, give, give me a sword. I'd like the Falcon Blade from Fire Emblem Awakening, please. Yeah, just just make that when you're mad. <laughs> Jonathan, would you like to request a sword from this fictitious listener? Uh, did you call it? Hand me. Uh, did you call it? Uh, the Master Sword. Sure, that one. Cool. Anyway. Yeah. So, <clears throat> Bismuth explaining why she can't go and Steven's telling her but you gotta go though like you're, you'll probably be the maid of honor and then Bismuth releases the longest run of geological puns ever created and it's amazing indeed she is maid of honor yes and she and so they end up going back up and Bismuth shows up and she says the same dumb line that Steven proposed to her and she said she wasn't going to say where it's hey guys did you bismuth me and then everyone in shock drops their cans and Paradot's making hers float still so she's like I won (laughs) also who is that gosh and I like that joke a lot yeah and they all Mm -hmm. oh I was just going to say and that just whole part made me happy. Mm. And then Bismuth decides to pull a Ron Swanson and make the rings for her friend's wedding. Yeah. I've been watching Parks and Rec lately. It shows. Yeah. Two references so far. List them down yeah. below and I'll give you a shout out. That was one of them. Go find the other one. But. How would you call it? Yeah. But they all tackle hugger and everything, and did you call it? Amethyst does her like second cool thing and tells Peridot that they need their space. And Peridot says, "Seriously, is anyone going to tell me who this is?" <laughs> Which I I love when the current universe does that of like not everyone knows everyone. Yeah, did you call it? I. I thought about, like, why not invite Lars Lars over and stuff? And then it was just like, 
Well, he wouldn't know anybody anyway. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, he doesn't know Bismuth. He doesn't know Peridot. He doesn't know Ruby or Sapphire. Yeah. Really, the fact that Beach City showed up at all was kind of weird. Yeah. But I guess you they're just what? used to doing what Steven wants. Even Sadie was there. <laughs> Wait, Sadie Killer? Yeah. Man, Sadie I love her music. It's cool that Steven knows her. Indeed. I would love to see, after this wedding, Steven just walk up to Bismuth and be like, Great to see you, Bismuth, and then just pop her and put her back in a bubble. <laughs> Yeah, because supposedly like, Bismuth's gonna be here to stay, right? Like, that's what they're implying here. Mm. But I still just like the idea of Steven just coming up behind her with the gem smasher and just feeling like, bye, Bismuth. Yes. Yeah, just... It's... It's the, like, fake out they did when Rich Bismuth, like, did it. Well, when business was originally here, but it may be permanent, may not. We we don't know. There's, there's season six. There's no reason for I them don't... to bubble Bismuth again. Yeah. Overall, Hopefully, there's no no reason for Bismuth to just disappear out of nowhere. Bismuth just shatters Peridot for no reason. <laughs> Back in, I really liked you. <laughs> back in gym prison you go, Bismuth. <laughs> but yeah. this episode was cute. There wasn't any real danger. Everybody acted very organically. Five out of five. Rock solid episode. Pun very much intended. Hmm. This was a strong, strong episode. The co-worker was just like, Yo, Jonathan, did you watch that episode? you call it you need to watch that episode and I, I, I agree with that sentiment this is a strong episode you're my only friend hey gosh <laughs> no uh, the people I talked to about it were more excited about the next episode than this episode mm. the, and though once again that, huh? oh sorry, sorry. Uh, I was going to say once again no, every episode other than this one was spoiled for me so this next episode like, I knew about the marriage thing. I knew about Bismuth. The next episode was a surprise. Mm. Sorry, and... go ahead with your transition. <clears throat> ah, yeah. You're, you're fine. The beds. Hey, Jonathan. Yeah? I can't think of a pun, so reunited. Fair. We were reunited with with a song. A song that has an orchestra warm-up like it's a play, which was interesting. Indeed. And then we're introduced to Usher Steven, which I count as a character getting a new look. Alright, yeah. Open shirt, R&B Usher Steven. Gosh. I... I really like like this opening number. Oh, so much. it was super strong. Yeah, it was. Even the the fun part of just like Steven shaving his one like face hair. <laughs> oh yeah, the one he got from 
I wasn't too many birthdays. It was the next birthday episode. <clears throat> hmm. Yeah. Man, it was super good. And then you got all sorts of, like, little stuff in it. Like, mm-hmm. Pearl kept her tux from Mix- Mr. Greg. Yeah. So, like, she's wearing that. She's got the hat. Yeah. Bismuth has got the coolest wedding gear of all time. Just coming in a full suit of armor. Saying it's the nicest thing she owns. Yeah. <clears throat> I want to wear full suit of armor to a wedding. It'd, it'd be one, wonderful to see you do, do so. Jonathan, can, also, I, can I wear a full suit of armor to your wedding? Sure. Yes! <laughs> Saving this as evidence. Alright. But, yeah, uh, what'd you call it? <clears throat> I'm like Lapis is singing away from, from problems. This this one feels feels very very much like uh what's the word I'm looking for? Uh actually meaning to do so while addressing <clears throat> them at the same time. Yes, he was singing to solve his problems. Yeah. <clears throat> so I have a question for you. When Steven brings up the cluster and this little singy bit, do you think Steven has had to apply, like, a little bit of his focus this whole time to keep the cluster safe in its bubble? Like, do you think that's a strain that Steven's been silently, like, holding the burden of for the entire series? No. Just because, uh, I imagine it works the the same way with, uh, what you call it, like, all the other bubbles that they they put up in uh what you call it the corrupted gems oh yeah good point and, yeah so what you call it it's that and they're like totally soothed and everything so they're not like really fighting against the bubble huh. anymore an excellent point now can we talk about how cute sapphire looks in her little tuxedo yeah she was adorable I, I, I want sapphire to only appear in that cute little wedding tuxedo for now on so cute. She looked like a pop star. Yeah, kinda. It's a cool look. And Greg's there playing Made of Love on the guitar. Indeed. And then Perry comes out in her little sundress and is just hitting people with flowers. Yes. Get them, Perry. Get them all. Best flower girl. This whole whole episode is just like filled with fun moments. Yeah. When Sapphire and Ruby see each other and Ruby's so excited she just starts running down the aisles. Just... Yeah. So Greg had to speed up the guitar. <laughs> <laughs> and she turned into a fireball at the end and everyone's just cool with it. <clears throat> it's all, all wonderful. Yeah. Steven starts giving a speech to everybody. And for some reason, he lists Onion as his own category of person. <laughs> Friends, family, gems. Ladies and gentlemen, Onion. Then Onion's just sitting there eating chips, so Onion learned not to hate food, I guess. Yeah. Did you call it? Onion does what he wants. <laughs> One sack of flour at a time. <laughs> Truly. I kind of wish that Ruby had been wearing her cowboy outfit. Yeah. So it would be, like, symbolic of, like, I'm going to be me, but I'm also going to be we. 
Honestly, I, I thought they were gonna be using Garnet's new outfit was just gonna be be a cowboy outfit. Oh my gosh, cowboy Garnet! <clears throat> yeah. Or just a she just comes out as a dolphin in flames. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Someone needs to be a dolphin by the end of the next season. Uh, season. Uh, I, I, I'm waiting for it. So they're doing their vows, and Sapphire goes full teen dog and just starts seeing all past and possible futures at once. Indeed. But she doesn't have to worry about that because she's in love. Very true. And then Steven said something that caught my attention. What was that thing? He says, like, by the power invested in me, by I think he said by the state of Delmarba. Where the heck is Delmarba? I'm not exactly sure. I think they made up a state. <clears throat> is this one of those things so they can be like, yeah, no one lives with Steven? Should you call it? Well, again, it's it's a new geomass. I guess. So it could... Could it be, like, Del Delaware and something else? Huh. Uh, I don't know, it just it caught my ear. I was like, that's weird. That's a weird thing to say. Why did you say that? And then everybody's at the procession having fun. And then Bear Dewey and Jamie are sad, and they start sad tangoing together. And that's Indeed. somebody's ship now. By which I mean it's my ship, ship now. Okay, gosh. I... I don't know. Should you call it... They can be, be salty on their own. I like that they're salty together. You gosh. And then, for some reason, there's a floating suit of armor that Bismuth doesn't look too happy with. I don't know what that was about. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like he was looking around at everybody talking having fun but Bismuth was just staring at a yellow set of floating armor just really upset for some reason. I'm Almost as if a problematic person was in it. Ugh. Almost as if it was a person that didn't get a space on the bingo bongo board. Oh no. But that'd be ridiculous. And everything's fun in games. Yeah. Until something happened. Until the the homeworld attacked. Specifically the giant blue and yellow arms. Of everybody's favorite diamonds, green and nectarine. Also, <clears throat> what you call it, Delmarva, is the Delmarva Peninsula. It is. It seems to be around Delaware. Hmm. I don't think Stephen was properly ordained. Indeed. Whoop. Fascinating. But, yeah, that 
that's that's your answer to Delmarva. Hmm. Well, the answer to the question was yes. Yeah. The answer to my question was Delmarva. And the answer to why the diamonds are here is not to attack the crystal gems, but to check on the cluster. And Steven needs to check on the cluster, but he can only do that by falling asleep. Greg plays the introduction to the Sabrina the Teenage Witch theme for some reason. And then Steven falls asleep. He sees the cluster's all good. Then he wakes back up. The diamonds come out. And Greg finds out that, that they are diamonds. And he says it's time to turn on the universe charm. And he's straight up ready to hit on Blue Diamond. Yeah. What did you call <laughs> Like, I get I... that you, mar- like, you had a kid with pink diamond you were married and then loving all that but doesn't mean it works on all diamonds crack yeah what you call it friggin it worked in the human zoo so he's just like yeah I, I got the universe flag <laughs> one diamond does not mean all diamonds sir <laughs> gosh gracious I, I have a picture in mind that just makes me think of at this moment, but yeah. Well, then we can check off number five because Garnet fuses back together, gets a new look, and then there's a gem yeah. battle. First tits gem battle. Yeah, it was awesome. Lapis shows back up with the smug anime assist and drops a barn on blue, and everybody's having to fight the crying gem power. Yeah. And then they all attack at once. And it's weird, because, like, Purple has her whip, Bismuth has her hammer fist, Garnet gets giant, like, fist, but now has a new brass knuckle edition. Oh, would you call it, did, didn't you notice that's, that's all, those are all the uh, weapons that Bismuth made, made for them new in the oh. episode? Yeah. Well, Pearl gets her spear, but what got me was Steven used a spike bubble. And we know from something about Geek Stuff Let's Play, Steven Universe Save the Light, that the spike bubble only does one damage when it touches enemies. So what's Steven trying to do here? Once again, that was something about Geek Stuff's Let's Play of Steven Universe Save the Light. Click the eye. Just saying. Yeah. He should have used the shield and bubbled Greg. Yeah, bubble Greg. Greg does the tune and then does damage boost. It's great. Yeah. And then you swing with Connie, right? Exactly. This is why this this attack plan went bad. Mm-hmm. Though I will say, I straight up got so into this fight that I just stopped taking notes. So I have no more notes for this uh, Stephen Bomb. Mm. Yeah, I just legitimately love this. I will say that although I I didn't like friggin' uh what'd you call it, friggin' uh purple being uh what'd you call it, Kamina, I enjoyed Steven being Kamina in this <clears throat> moment. Ah, yes. Steven, I think got not shattered, uh popped. Like, his equivalent of Popped. Because when he's looking at Connie, he has the same, like, lens flare kind of look that's in his gem. Mm -hmm. So I think that's what Steven sees when he pops. 
But since he's human, he just passes out and he went into his gem. At least, at least that's my theory. He sees giant stone heads everybody and he realizes he can phase through them and give them confidence. I think... What'd you call it? My theory would be uh, it's a stronger version of his dream power. Hmm. Like yeah, I, I see that. Yeah. Oh. Dude, beats completely unconscious. <laughs> What'd you call it? Freaking, you, you're able to like just do that to people who are awake. <laughs> the theories will know soon enough. I'm sure. Indeed. Well, anyway, uh, he goes in and he realizes he's got to tell the diamonds, "Hey, stop your attack! I'm pink." And so he fights and struggles, and meanwhile his friends are fighting and struggle out in the real world. Yeah. And then he's able to get in there, into blue first, then yellow, and he tells them, hey, stop fighting. And then Steven comes to, and everybody's leaning over him. Even the diamonds! And he realizes his message got across. Steven saved the day. Indeed, and I sent Sam, okay. <laughs> Right when that that happened, because <laughs> that was my reaction. Just like, okay, hmm. I I need a little bit more. Like, no, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just thoroughly enjoyed the episode. Gave it six out of five. Best episode. Loved it. Big anime fight. Everybody got their moments. Some of them were better than others. Laps says ah. I feel worse. Have felt worse. Line felt kind of pandery, but other people liked it. Did you call it? I, I just like the Avengers edit of the G call it like. The lapis. Did you call it? You, you need to be sad. Did you call it? That's, that's my, my secret, secret Steven. Steven. I'm always sad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, kind of. That was for so, somebody, just not for me. Indeed. Did what was for it? me was Peridot jumping on. Uh, Blue's face, and then talking about how proud she was to Bismuth, and then go like, "Throw me again." <laughs> Good gosh. And Bismuth just saying, "I like you, Paradox. You don't know how to stop. It's great." <laughs> she called, and then trying to, to straight up to Yellow, and just like, "I, I called you a clod before. I'll do it again." <laughs> Yellow got the great line though of her going, "Remember me," and then her just going, "No." <laughs> Good gosh. Just zapping her. It was amazing. Yeah. This was a good episode. I just wanted one more episode to just, like, round out all the events that happened. I'm sorry, you're gonna have to repeat that for me. A, a bug flew into my headphone. Yeah. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Yeah, it was a lot of buzzing. It was kind of throwing me off. Yeah. What's up? Uh, would you call it? I just wanted one episode to wrap everything up because this isn't wasn't like friggin' uh, them sinking. Uh, would you call it uh, the fusion between Jasper and Lapis into the ocean? This was this was like, hey, everything's okay. Okay now, but we don't actually know the status of like whether the diamonds are okay with this or not. Well, 
we see with the teaser at the end that things kind of work out, but I definitely, I wanted more, but not in the unsatisfied way. I was just like, yeah, I'm ready for more Steven Universe. When's more Steven Universe? Like, this oh, one revitalized yeah. me. Yeah. What did you call it? I don't mean it in, in a negative way. I just, just like, did you call it? I, I want incl- inclination one way or another. Not through promo. That's fair. Either way, so, I want more. Yeah. I my love of Steven Universe is now stronger than ever, and it's stronger yeah. than you. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yes. So our bingo bongo board: things that didn't happen. Paradot did not fight a trash can. Uncle Andy did not save the day. Beach City remains intact. <laughs> Steven did not go into space. They did not free space. I don't know why that one was in such big bold font. That weird mystery blank space still remains a mystery. No one got shattering because I still don't think shattering exists. There's no new opening. There was no diamond fusion. Kiki and Pearl did not become friends. Onion did not steal a spaceship. Jasper's still not here. Ruby did not move in with Greg. And, and there was no new fusion. I just realized. Yeah. Kind of weird. Did you call it? I will. I will argue that Peridot did fight a trash can, although it wasn't in the literal sense. <laughs> I'm confused. Peridot didn't fight Amethyst. <laughs> Strong. Strong. I need the super hot fire reaction. <laughs> Yeah, sure. Good gosh. <laughs> but yeah. So. Uh, would you call it? I, I believe you, you won in bingo because I did not have an old fusion re- returns. Well, old gym returns. Well, I didn't have Ruby Learns a New Instrument or the new Amethyst Shapeshift. Ah. So let's see. Out of everything that happened, I had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, nine. And you had. Oop. Oop. Let's count it out. One. Okay. Two. Three. Four. Five. Six. Seven. Eight. Nine. Now, are we doing penalties for things we predicted that didn't happen? We can't if we tied. We did tie. I predicted five things would happen that didn't, which would bring my score down to four. And you predicted one, two... I definitely predicted three, way more things that didn't happen. <laughs> four... Five... Six. Sam wins. Wait. Did you call it? Yeah. Did you call it? How did I not not put down Stephen cries? That's weird. I think you. If I remember oh, yeah, right, I said you said he, he had the maturity not to cry anymore. Yeah. But I didn't think people were were being married. And that made all the difference. Sam wins. Put it on screen.
if I didn't declare myself the mayor of whatever I declared myself, I'd declare myself the mayor of Samwins. Okay. Truly, being the mayor of anything is both a burden and a curse. But what isn't a burden is next season he's Steven Universe. Because I'm down for it. I'm here for it. Bring on the Steven. Truly. Did you call it? I don't know if this is going to count as, like, more season five or just season six now. I don't know. I'm here for it regardless. Yeah. I am on board. I'm hype. I'm excited. Jonathan, would you like to say any closing thoughts? I'd I'd like to talk about predictions for the next thing. Sure. What you call it? So, where do we go from here now that the the diamonds are on the side of the crystal gems? Uh, the diamonds have a method of helping all of the corrupted gems. However, it involves <coughs> Stephen reverting back to a pink diamond-like state, which will involve some sort of sacrifice. But through the power of love, he'll be okay. That I imagine the sacrifice will be the power of white diamond, so they'll all have to fuse together. But Stephen won't be able to purify it because he's not 100% gem. And the diamonds are all about being pure. Stephen will try to do the sacrifice. His friend's love will help keep him, like, intact. He'll make a bubble around, like, his heart that will keep him safe or something. And everything will be great. And then everyone will be able to be fixed. Everyone will be happy. But then the diamonds will, like, name drop somebody who will be the next villain. Or they'll end the series. I think season six six is going to be last. Hmm. Like... You can... I don't think you can push this for another another season. That's fair. They're kind of wrapping up everything. Unless we get a rogue aquamarine or something. Do you call it... I'm... I really wouldn't want to waste my time with aquamarine. What about like, Topaz? I'd like to see Topaz again. Okay, so you like Topaz, but what about... Topaz. I also like Topaz. So you would take both Topaz and Topaz? Indeed. Because Topaz loves Topaz, and why would I ever want to separate them? Well, Topaz is nothing without Topaz. Indeed. So. Did you call it? I want to see Topaz's. I don't want to see Aquamarine. And... I... want to see all the gems come back somehow. I think I, we'll get to see... What was the centipede's name? Uh... Ye. That one. I don't think it was Ye. <laughs> Good gosh. I don't know. We're gonna have to use the, the Google resource. But yeah, as you call it, if we're gonna use use the teaser as like hints, yeah. 
<laughs> That's de definitely going to happen. So we'll get to see a humanized gem version of her. And she'll be like, that's my friend, Steven. Indeed. Did you call it? I want Connie to get a new sword. Yeah, but who's she gonna fight? I mean, Amethyst hasn't popped yet. <laughs> oh gosh. Jasper, no, oh no, Jasper can't come back. <laughs> When's Peridot gonna fuse with Bismuth? Did you call it? She'd be more open to the idea now. I think Bismuth and Peridot would be a great fusion. That's what I want to see next season. That's a possibility. Jonathan's yawning because it's. 1.19 a.m. Indeed. It's very so tiring doing a podcast, yeah? Forced that enthusiasm. Do you have any closing thoughts? Uh, I like this overall. It's totally fine. Uh, what you call it? The episode, last episode was really, really strong. Like, I haven't felt this strongly about like the Stephen Bomb closure since uh did you call it the the one where they sunk the the ship with uh what'd you call it friggin' uh Lapis and Jasper. Oh, I thought you were gonna say with Uncle Grandpa and uh Sadie and Lars. No. Never no matter how how much they what do you call it they copped out and gave Steven the power on that episode uh but yeah I haven't felt this strongly since that uh what you call it Steven bomb where they like had a similar stop and they resumed it like next season hmm. because i I oh. feel like it's it's going to feel like exactly that. You, you can't just go like, yeah, we're going to just jump to the next point. No, you have to resume from exactly the point that Steven woke up. Yeah, pretty much so. Yeah, so. I, I, uh, enjoy, enjoy this, uh, group of episodes, and I, I think it, I, I, want to see where they, they take it from here. As do I. I want more wholesome. I want more tranquility. I want more friendship. More moms. Less purple. These are my demands. They are the only rules I choose to play by. And I will accept no others. I want more vote, apathetic. Vote for me. Lapis. That's fair. More blue, uh, less purple. Yeah, I'm I'm totally down with that deal. Also, I want to bring up that the crew universe was posting up uh, concept art and like storyboards for reunited, and there's one specifically of 
Peridot side-eyeing onion. That's fair. And I love it so much, I'm going to put it up on screen now, where it's just uh, Videl, or Vidalia, sorry. Uh, Vidalia holding uh, Onion, and Onion's just looking down at Peridot, and Peridot's just side-eyeing Onion super hard. I love He's it. He's the secret gem. He's a secret something, and I pray we never find out. Indeed. That being said, we are now at, I think, the longest Stephen... Or, longest Stephen. The longest Bits podcast we've ever done, so if you hung in there the whole time, comment down below. Review more Craig of the Creek, and we'll give you a shout-out next episode, guaranteed. That's the phrase. Review more Craig of the Creek. And that way we know you made it to the end. You will be <laughs> the chosen The Bits fans. You will be the contender that lets us know that you are more dedicated than all those casual fans that dropped off. You're who we're here for. Who needs them? They won't hear this anyway. The casual fans skipping through, we totally need you to be here. And if you're hearing this, I'm very sorry. Indeed. Don't leave us. The best thing we can do now is to leave you, because from Homeworld to Beach City, and all the cosmos in between, this has been The Bits, a Steven uh, Universe. S- S- Samuel? Yes. Can, can you plug the things first? <laughs> the things? Yes, the things. Like how we have a Facebook. And Jonathan, and- do you mean the something about Geek Stuff Facebook where you can get insight to every time we upload as well as the occasional background photo and funny side videos or yes. the twitter which will keep you up to date with links of any time we post a video in case you're not active on youtube that too or maybe you mean the tumblr which is a progressing backlog of all the videos we've made over 200 indeed Would or you maybe call you it- mean the t public website where we can go and get all the great something about geek stuff's designs that you crave including the yet-to-appear continuity error shirt. What'll it be used for? Who knows? Buy it, then find out. We promise it'll be mediocre at best. Yeah. Would you call it? Also, uh, would you call it we're on iTunes, if you don't know? Would you call it we're under something about Geek Stuff Podcast? So Man, we're just everywhere, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. Would you call it so you can access our SoundCloud episodes on onto your iTunes as well. Please, please use that. I, I paid money for that. Please. <laughs> uh, and if anything else, you can always send us your thoughts in the comments below or at somethingaboutgeekstuff at gmail.com. Or John, John Sam Grady at somethingaboutgeekstuff.com. Go on to somethingaboutgeekstuff.com and you'll end up at the YouTube homepage. Still trying to set that up, but eventually it'll happen. If you like this podcast but don't want to keep it away from your other podcast, check us out on the Podcast Attic app at Something About Geek Stuff Podcast. We're there, you just gotta look. Yeah. I sent an email to those people, so it should be in there. I, I refreshed my thing and I got the... 6.5 episode as did I so you can join the club 
But, as always, if you are on YouTube, our original and favorite platform, like the video and subscribe to something about geek stuff for all your nerdy needs. I have been Sam, the mayor of anything. I have been Jonathan, the okayest guy around. But most importantly, not Rebecca Sugar. Indeed. So, we'll see you next time. From Homeworld to Beach City and all the cosmos in between, this has been The Bits, a Steven Universe Let's Play. Good gosh, I'm tired.